Good morning. Welcome to Rainbow Bible Sunday Morning Podcast. I hope you, I find you all doing well. Let's open up in a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you this day for everything you have done, Lord. Lord, I ask that you protect you upon the families, Lord. And Lord, be with our children, our grandchildren, our mom, dads, our grandpas and grandpa, grandmas, Lord. Lord, be with each and every one of us as we go to work and come to work, Lord. Lord, be with the ones looking for work, Lord. Be with the Lord. And be with the ones that the business are slow that they might be, get more business, Lord. And Lord, we just ask that you guide the President of the United States, Lord, and be with his family, Lord. And Lord, again, we just open up your word to us, Lord, as we read your word today and study your word. Open it to our hearts that we might learn. And we might get nourishment from it, Lord. And Lord, we just thank you for everything you have done and continue to do in our lives. And Lord, we ask for your guidance in your Holy Son's name. Amen. Okay, we're going to continue on with Paul today. Paul, we're going to go right back to where he's at. He's staying at a room. And Ananias is going to come and heal Paul's eyes. God's going to talk to Ananias. And we'll find out what God has to say to Ananias here. You know, Ananias is a he was here at Damascus doing the Lord's work, and now here turn to Acts nine eleven. And the Lord said unto him, Arise and go into the streets which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judah for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold he prayeth. And he had seen a vision of a man named Ananias come in and put his hands on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard. He has heard, you know, let's keep reading, by many of this man how much evil he has done to thy saints at Jerusalem. And here he is has authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on your thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles, kings, and the children of Israel. Well, Ananias says, you know, we find Ananias here. God just gave him a big scary mission. No, some people say, well, I don't think that sounds too scary. You have to look at what Paul was known for. Slash Paul Saul. I'll say Paul. It's still Saul here. There, when so you'll find it off and on. I'll go from Paul to Saul. They, they're both. I'm talking about the same person. He there later. His name comes Paul. That the Lord did not change his name. It just later on Paul just probably switched out his from Saul to Paul. And we can look at the different reasons why, because he, you know, he is quite popular here at Saul, doing what? Persecuting the Christians. But we're going to learn out why we're doing this day. We're going to learn when, where Christians were first called Christians. By the way, we've, what were they called here? What were Christians called here? Saints. By the way, as Christians, we are saints. Now, so I hope you're all acting very good and being saintly. 
Now, the Catholic Church promotes people as sainthood and all this. But, in actuality, as soon as we come to know God, we're saints. Later on, and then later on here in the Bible, we find out where we're going to find out where we got switched over to being called Christians. But here, so, Ananias says, okay, he's going to go. God was nice, though. You know, God explained to Ananias. He didn't have to explain to it. In verse uh, 15 and 16, he explained to Ananias what he was going to do with Paul. Let's go to verse 17. And as went his way, entered into the house, and put his hands on him and said, Brother Saul. Now that's interesting. Stop right there. Brother Saul. He's already recognizing him as a Christian. You know, that here is Ananias talking to the Lord earlier. says, Lord, you really know what this guy's doing, by the way? The Lord knows what each and every one of us do. He knows our hearts. He knows our minds. But here, again, we find Annas is already taking it on. The Lord said, go do it. He's already accepting this. Saul as his brother. As Christians, we have brothers. We have sisters and mothers. So, we find he comes to him. He says, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me, that thou might receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes as it been scales, and he received the sight forward and arose and was baptized. That we read all the way down to 18. Here we find, as soon as his sight was back, he, Paul wanted to be baptized. You know, he arose and was baptized. And Ananias was probably, wow, taken back. Here's a man that was out killing our people, imprisoning our people, taking them. And, you know, matter of fact, before he came here, he sort of saw. Stephen gets stoned, you know, and approved of it. But here is Ananias. What a change. But you know what? God has that change. I've seen changes like that. You see people take and take. People don't take the dress change. Oh, yes, I have. I've seen people do changes. I've seen people don't change. And those are the ones we I worry more about than the ones I see a big change. Uh, you see a lot of new Christians, when they get there, they want to desire to serve. And we need to feel, feed that desire, not tamp it down. A lot of people say, well, tamp it down, we'll get to it, you know. Don't do this, don't do that. No, we need to feed that desire, encourage them. You know, we don't find that as Isaac says, oh, well, hold it, man. We just got your eyesight back, let's take a time. No, he arose and was baptized. And then he went to eat, and he was strengthened. We find that in verse 19. And when he who had received meat and was strengthened, then was Saul certain days with the disciples which were at Damascus. Now don't miss up these, I had some people miss up disciples here are not talking about the apostles. These are just standard Christians that had different rules, different hierarchy here. And we find that straight away he started preaching. Sure, he preached God. He preached Christ. That he was the Son of God. We find that in verse 20 in the Sanicars. We find that while he's preaching, the people were amazed. Let's look at verse 21. 
But all that heard him were amazed and said, Is not this he that destroyed them that were called on this name in Jerusalem? You know, say, hey, wasn't this person the person to take you away, beat you, throw you in prison, even watch you get stoned, approve of it? On anybody called upon Jesus Christ on this name? People were amazed. But in verse, let's read in 22. But Saul increased the more in strength and confound the Jews which were at Damascus, proving that this is very Christ. He was confusing them. Now what was going to happen? We find there are some Jews that ain't going to like this. They were hoping that the, a lot of the Jew population were there hoping that, uh, hey, he was supposed to come here and get rid of these people that believed in the Lord Jesus Christ as their personal Savior. Not have encouraged them to believe them. But here, that's what he was doing. In verse uh, 23, And after many days were filled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. You know, that's pretty sad, you know. The Jews here were saying, we need to get rid of this guy. Pretty soon, everyone will believe in this Christ. And they didn't like that. First of all, they didn't like it because they knew of this Christ. This was, they knew of him. And they knew what it meant, the higher-ups did. And the other ones just thought, or listened to whatever someone told them about it. They didn't actually research it or do anything about it. You get a lot of people, a lot of people just turn it like you turn on certain news and that news person can lead you a totally astray if you don't go out and check the facts. And there's a lot of people, Jews are right here that did that. They just listened to the things. That's why I encourage you as I'm reading this, read your Bibles. You know, I might mispronounce things, but make sure I'm reading it so you need to read your Bibles, study the Word of God, and learn this for yourself. We'll find a lot of things in Acts. If you're in Acts, this is where we're going to do we're doing most of Paul's life from. But we'll find in Galatians 1 and a lot of different areas that will bring up, highlight other areas in his life and bring it out. We're just doing it sort of fast. If I sit there and gone through all of this, we'd be here several Sundays. Of Paul's life. <clears throat> and it's worth taking a look at, but we're not really looking at Paul. What did Paul want? We need to find that out. And we'll find that out as we study the Word of God, different things. Let me tell you a little bit more that's going on at this time. In Damascus, there wasn't much. But back in Jerusalem, we find they were still persecuting Christians. We'll find that one of the apostles will be killed off and different people will be there, but let's switch back to Saul slash Paul. <clears throat> so the Jews were taking counsel to kill him. So they set up a trap, but they laid a wait. Was known to Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Saul knew about it, and the the Jews were waiting by the gates to kill him. <clears throat> and what do we find? Then the disciples, the Christians, let's go Christians, the disciples, actually this wasn't your everyday Christians, this would be your your preachers and other people. 
there were up there deacons and stuff like that. The disciples took him by night and let him over the wall. They let him down, they put him in a thing, and they lowered him over the wall. And now Paul's gone for a little bit off the scene. Paul's last psalm. At this time, he will leave for about a three-year period to Arabia, where he'll be studying and come back. And when he comes back, we're gonna find one of the first one of the people he meets. We're gonna go to um, Acts eleven. Barnabas will be one that'll take him in for a while. Now, Barnabas was a person who really was a forgiven person. He was sort of what we'd call easygoing. He had a goal. He didn't he, he didn't get sidetracked off his goal very often. But he was easygoing, you know. He didn't take about anybody. And him and Paul are actually would be just the opposite. Paul was an outgoing. You're gonna let's go do it. Let nothing stop to us, and don't let nothing turn you back. And if you're with me, you better do it this way, and never turn back. And so, they're two different people, but they get along there for a while, and later on we'll find out they do separate <clears throat> over an argument. <clears throat> and let's go back to where he meets. Acts 11.25 Then departed... Barnabas to Tarsus for to seek Saul and when he had found him he brought him into Antioch and it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church and taught the people and the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch well here's where we get our word Christians we were called Christians here at Antioch when it was first the Bible says so they wonder where we got called. It all started in Antioch. And as the, in verse 13, Acts 13, 2. So they spent a year here, and as we're going to go read in Acts 13, 2, we're going to find something out here. As the minister, as they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, Separate me, me Barnabas, and Saul. For I have work unto them, I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them, and they sent them away. It's interesting. You know, God has set this up. He allowed Barnabas to find and meet Saul, and now he tells them, Hey, you guys are Anarch. i got a mission for you. Just you two. I uh, want to separate them out. And this is where we go on to our first missionary journey. And what do we find? They separate, they lay their hands on them, and they go out. And what's this, and I'll have people, what is this laying on hands? This is when you pray for somebody. Back then, if you encourage them, you'd lay, you'd put your hand on their head and you'd pray for them. Was it required? No. It was just a way that was a culture thing. Can we do it today? Yes, you can. Do you have to? Not necessarily. <coughs> you can pray for them and send them on their way. You know, but they were basically sending them with their blessing because this is what the Lord wanted them to do. 
Let's skip down on to Acts 13.47. For so hath the Lord commanded us, saying, I have set thee to be a light unto the Gentiles, that thou should be for salvation unto the ends of the earth. You know, God sent them out. Now they are preaching out here. This is on their first missionary journey. And I skipped down. I encourage you to read all this because I am skipping around and you want to make sure that I'm not taking it out of context. But here he sent them down and Paul and Barnabas are talking here and he says, hey, God has sent us to be a light unto you Gentiles. That you should have salvations until the ends of the earth. What was Paul's missionary journey? Let's we scoot right back up to where was it? Acts 9.16? No, Acts 9.15. We'll talk about Acts 9.16 here in a minute. You're, he said right there, For he is a chosen vessel unto me to bear witness my name before the Gentiles, kings and the children of Israel. Gaul, Paul's main missionary was to reach out to the Gentiles. You know, this is sort of interesting. This would be hard on Paul. He was a devoted Jew when he started out. He is still a devoted Jew, but not how the Pharisees and these were at the time. Heck, the Jews would not even sit out and eat at the same table, if possible, with a Gentile. They did not do certain things. You had to be of a Jewish separation. He Here he came from a school. He learned with it. And he was a devoted Pharisee. And God has changed him totally from a false religion to a true religion. And also took his whole life of being a devoted Jew. Showing, hey, the Gentiles are my people too. And it's interesting. We find in verse 15, go to the Gentiles. So you're going to talk to kings, and you will talk to the children of Israel. Now, in fact, we find the children of Israel were mostly the Jews, were more of a thorn to him than they were helping him. But also in verse 16, for God says, I will show you how great things you must suffer for my name's sake. <coughs> Paul, Paul was going to be, God show, was going to show him things he would have to suffer for him. And it would be. Because Paul's heart was actually, as we read and study Paul, his heart was set for his people, the Jews. He wanted salvation. He wanted them to learn of God. That was always on his heart. But God wasn't give, letting him do that. So, the Gentiles were on his heart too. Now, just because I say he he grew up this way, it says if you grow up in a community and you know they're all going to go to hell, and you're and God says, "Hey, no, I want you to go teach it over in another community." Anytime you got a chance, you're going to come back to that community and try to help them so they don't go to hell. But we find God had other things, and He comes to the Gentiles and He talks to them here in forty-seven. He says, "Hey, I was sent to thee to be a light unto you." In verse 48, this is Acts 13. 
And when the Gentiles heard this, they were glad and glorified the word of the Lord. For as many of them were ordained to eternal life, believed. And the word of the Lord was published throughout all the regions. It's interesting. How many of you out there say, what can one person do? My friend, without God, he can't do much. But with God, you can reach the world. Today, a lot of people consider Paul the greatest apostle. I don't consider him the greatest apostle. I consider an apostle. But they say, well, he wrote so much. God used Paul mightily. But you know, each and all God's apostles were great. But you know what? Most of all, God doesn't want us to concentrate necessarily on the apostles. He wants us to learn from them. Here was Paul, once the greatest enemy of the Christian church, comes one of the teachers of the Christian church to lead the Gentiles. For us Gentiles, yes. The Apostle Paul was the greatest one that went out to the Gentiles' race because that's what God had set for him. God had the other apostles. They reached out here and there, but Paul was... His main jurisdiction was us. God sent him to us to make sure that we had a way to the Lord. And we find here that God and the Gentiles glorify. He reached out. God reached to us. You know, we look. Take a look back here. Reflect on what we little I've brought to you of Paul's life. I didn't tell, talk about his death. He will die later on through deheading. That comes near his end of life. He'll have three missionary journeys, official missionary journeys, and he, but he never stopped teaching, even when he was in prison. He'll have his ups and downs. He'll argue with Barnabas, and they'll separate and go two different ways. You know, they let anger get there, and you know what God says about anger. But then again, they both keep teaching, and they both keep preaching. Barnabas was out there, and he was teaching the Gentiles too, because he was on that. He went one direction, the Gentiles and the Jews. But Paul, he'll keep teaching till the very day he dies. And you know, God said He would show him the great things He had for him, and things he must suffer. You can go back and see how many times that Paul was stoned. You can see how many times he was beaten with a rod. How many times he was shipwrecked. He was shipwrecked more than one time. I'll give you a chance. It's between three and four. You can look him up. But this was Paul's life that God had brought him around and showed him. Now let's look at Paul's life. What was Paul's goals in his life? You know, Paul set a goal in his life, and he served it well. We find, what was his goals? Can you think? Well, before he was Paul slash Saul, what was his goal? To serve his God, his false God at the time. What happened when he became a Christian? He served God. Paul had a goal in his life. It was to serve his Creator. To serve the Lord. Even when he wasn't serving the right one, he was doing his best 
to serve a false god. And actually, he was serving the same god, but didn't have the right. They thought they were serving the Lord, but they weren't serving it the right way. The Jews actually believed in the right god. It wasn't actually a false god. It was just bad details on how to serve God. They weren't listening to God. They figured they could serve him better by doing it their way. Not God's way. So when God went down and said, hey, I'm changing you. I'm going to show you the right way. Paul accepted. Became a Christian. So what was his goal? To serve God. Where are your girls concerned in life? What are you? Are you adrift? Just floating day to day? Do you have a goal? Where are we? What should some of our goals be? Well, one goal we should all have. And that's to teach and tell other people about the Lord God. You know, why would we want to do that? Well, anybody we teach and doesn't tell about our God, let's say you have a friend. You guys are good friends, but you never tell them about the Lord Jesus Christ as a personal goal. What happens when he dies? He goes to hell. What happens when you die and you go to heaven? You know, you want to stand before God says, God says, I gave you all this time. Why didn't you tell this person of me? Why don't we tell people of God? Are we scared that we might lose their friendship? We should be more scared. Are we going to lose them forever? It is their choice. We can't get them to heaven, but we can give them the choice. So, we need to get a, uh, our goal in our life. We need to set some kind of goal. <coughs> Excuse me. Some people say, I just do whatever I want from day to day. That's fine. But set a little bit of goal that if you're going to drift, then drift around showing people the word of God. You know, a lot of times we'll ask, what are you going to do when you grow up? And that changes all the time. Now, for Paul, it didn't really change. He changed from working from for the temple to becoming a Christian. But what did he do during this time? We'll find that he was a tent maker. He did other things. But he always served God. As Christians... We might have different life paths throughout the life, but one the thing we must and need to keep the same is showing people the Lord God. You know, we go back to Acts 37 and 48. And when he told when the Gentiles heard that Paul was there to tell them, it says, Then the Gentiles heard this, and they were glad and glorified the word of God. Because they're going to have eternal life, you know. Now, not everybody's going to be glad for this. Some people are going to think you're crazy. That's okay. A lot of people have bad info. Paul slash Saul had a lot of bad information when he was younger. Until God straightened him out. Now, as Christians, God has taken us into his arms and hands and protected us. We are to learn about him. That we might reach out to others. God, ain't, God wants everybody. But he's given everybody a choice in life.
then we don't always make the best choice. But let's say if we can help some make the right choice by presenting the word of God to them. I thank you for listening to my podcast. Well, next week we'll probably start uh, another character. This is it for Paul's life. But if you want to study more on Paul's life, read in Acts and all the books and letters he wrote. And my friends, read, read your Bible. Learn about God that we might take the word of God out. Do it firsthand. Study it. And if any of you guys have prayer requests, feel free more than to text me. At my phone number is 907-982-6474. We're still down in lockdown. I think by next month we might be able to meet at church. I don't know how all that's going. For the ones that will never come. When we get meeting at church, if you're still uncomfortable, I'm hoping for next month. We'll have to wait and see, but if it is. And if you're still uncomfortable getting around people, I will still be doing this podcast. I'm going to try to up to a YouTube video, but we'll see if how that goes. I thought about doing it this week, but I didn't. I just continue with this podcast. Um, I'll keep reaching you out this way, too. But as soon as the search door is open, I will be there. But if you're uncomfortable, you can stay home listen to it when you, until you feel comfortable. But if you do have any prayer requests, feel free to text me. I'd say call me, but it's easier if I have a text because then I'll remember it longer because I just look at my text. On Wednesday night, we have our, you get on, oh, I keep forgetting, Discord. I have a channel on Discord. I'll put, send it out. You can give that out to anybody, too. And if church starts, we'll be at church, but I'll try to do Discord right after church for people can't reach us on it. So I'm going to try to keep Discord going, too. It'll just be at a later time or after church once church starts back up. I'm not going to necessarily stop all these ministries if possible. I'm just going to try to grow on them for people that can't reach. But um, take a look at your life and set this one goal. Take the Word of God to others. Study the Word of God so you can take it to others. Let's give the world hope. Thank you. Let's all bow our heads in prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this day, Lord. We thank you for everything you've done and continue to do. Guide us and protect us. In your Holy Son's name, amen.